Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Good afternoon, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi. It's the Eagle Hour on a Thursday. Luke Johnson and Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bob out today. Be back tomorrow. We are glad you're joining us from this one to two hour uh, slot this afternoon. Good show for you today. Patrick McGee will uh, be with us as he is every Thursday a little later in the show. Huge win for Southern Miss basketball last night. Probably the biggest road win in Doc Sadler's uh, tenure at Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles knock off uh, the already clinched regular season Conference USA champions 59-52. They take down Old Dominion. Uh, Golden Eagles uh, just really, really played great defense last night. Some big shots from Tyree Griffin. Um, some big shots from Ladavius Drain. Of course, Cortez Edwards becomes the all-time uh, leader in steals. So huge, huge win for the Golden Eagles. Uh, we'll talk about that. Baseball also wins last night with an 8-3 victory over Southern University. So we'll talk to that to uh, Patrick about that a little later. Uh, also going to have a, a good interview uh, next segment uh, with Stephanie Ledgerwood, who is a former track athlete and and uh, now um, serving uh, our country, but uh, we want to start this first segment uh, as we do every day. It's brought to us by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's is a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy Dickie's fall off the bone ribs, smoked brisket, and other great meat smoked every day in house. Dickie's caters any event, large or small. So the next time you have something planned, let Dickie's do the cooking. Visit the home team next to the Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickie's smoked here, loved everywhere. Well, the Golden Eagles got an eight to three victory last night give up some runs early but were able to respond and uh and and get back and really break a five game losing skid and getting ready this weekend as the holy cross crusaders uh, come to the peat and uh, we are very happy to have joining with us uh, right now holy cross baseball head coach greg greg Desenzo. coach how you doing good how are you guys doing doing great man uh, you guys are up in massachusetts right we sure are, yeah. Freezing our freezing our tails off up there for the first three months of the season. <laughs> Coach, what is the uh, temperature right now where you are? Well, I'm I'm standing in Hattiesburg, so same <laughs> as you guys right now. We've been we've been down here. So this is this is our spring trip. Uh, we opened up at Baylor a couple weeks ago, and then went home, and then went down to UAB in in Birmingham, and then went back home, and then we were down in uh, at McNeese State. And uh, over at Baton Rouge at LSU last night, so we're down here for the duration for the week before we head back home on on Sunday after the the final game of the series against you guys. 
Well, I know it feels like summer, but this is halfway winter winter weather to us. This the way this this week's been. Um, your uh, your squad, uh, the record may not indicate it, uh, but your squad is is a good squad. Uh, you guys won the Patriot uh, League a, a few years ago. You're in your twelfth year um, at the helm of the Crusaders, and one of the impressive things you look at you you're, you've been kind of like us, Coach. You, you've played some extremely r- really good ball clubs out the gate. hadn't really been scared of anybody. No, and I think that's kind of been our hallmark. I mean, I, I it's make no mistake about it. You know, winning games is is uber important. The school the scoreboard matters, and you know, you always like it to be tipped in your favor at the end of the day. But you know, at the outset of each season, you're really in an information gathering stage where you're trying to figure out, you know, the right combinations, the right lineups, the right personnel to use in the right situations. And I think, you know, that's that's really where we're at right now. We've had success in years past. Uh, you know, having big wins against A&M and, you know, Mississippi State a couple times, Long Beach State, Houston last year, USC out in Southern Cal. It's had some big wins. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you hang your hat on winning the Patriot League and dogpiling, you know, at the end of that Patriot League tournament, and that's your ticket to a regional, and, and I understand that. So, you know, we're willing to play the big boys down here, um, you know, each year, knowing that a mistake, you know, a mistake at the outset of the game is going to, or at any point of the game, for that matter, is going to cost you three or four runs. Where if we played, you know, the, a majority of teams back home, you might get away with that. And I don't really know what you're learning in that regard. So, uh, you know, it, it teaches our guys to really handle baseball and, and protect the baseball and have good ball security and execute big pitches coming out of the pen. And that's really what it's about. And you know, this Southern road trip you talk about, um, you guys have played in some big venues. You played at the Box last night. Um, you played at Baylor earlier in the year, and you come to the Pete Southern Miss, uh, usually a top twenty attendance uh, nationally every year. And, and your guys are able to play in some big time environments early in the season, Coach. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it's it's kind of old hat for them. I mean, again, I don't want to take anything away from the unbelievable baseball atmospheres that we play at, and the, and, and the fans that are super hospitable. Hospitable at least after the games they are. You know, for, <laughs> for nine innings, you're getting worked a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I think it really helped us. It showed how we competed just a year ago in the regional out at Oregon State. You know, when they were number one in the country at whatever they were, 54 and five or something like that. And you know, we were able to compete uh, out there on the national stage and then knock off Nebraska the next day and, and sent them home. Um, you know, I, I think. Playing these games early matter, and I think it gets our guys really comfortable to, you know, again, if not in Patriot League play in a Patriot League championship setting where there might be, a, you know, 1,500 or 2,000 people there, you know, it's still a high-pressure situation that allows our guys to really relax and compete under those types of, um, you know, those types of environments and those types of situations having played these games early. So there's a lot at play here. I mean, obviously, like I said, the scoreboard matters. Um but at the end of the day, it is about, you know, gathering as much information about our own ball club and concerning ourselves about where we're going to be, you know, a month or two down the road. We're talking with Holy Cross uh, head baseball coach uh, Greg Desenzo. His Crusaders already in Hattiesburg and uh, getting ready to take on the Golden Eagles this, this weekend for a three-game series. Coach, let's talk about your team. Um, our listeners across the state of Mississippi always interested in, in some of the, the guys, the impact players for you with the bat and, and on the mound. Uh, Southern Miss baseball fans, real, real baseball smart, and sometimes they scout up the opposition. Who are some of your, your best hitters? I was looking at some of these guys, and you got some real returners, but you got really a, a rookie who's been doing a, a lot for you also. Yeah, I mean, again, from a number standpoint, I don't know if there's any anything to really hang your hat on just yet. 
Um, you know, a lot of our returners who have been regulars in our lineup uh, over the last couple of years, you know, really haven't gotten off to a, you know, an unbelievable start just yet. And, you know, like I said, it's early, but, you know, it's, it's time to start kicking that into a different gear, needless to say. Um, yeah, but the, the Ben Malgeri kid, the aforementioned player, who's a first-year player out of New Hampshire. We don't get many guys from New Hampshire. Uh, so this is certainly shorts and T-shirt weather for him, whether it's in the <laughs> 40s or not. Um, you know, he's been he's been swinging the bat really well. Pretty physical kid. Uh, if you come to the ballpark, you'll see him. I mean, he stands out. He's a, he's a big boy. He's been playing right field for us. Um, but, again, he's still learning how to hit. You know, he's not a mature mature hitter yet. Um, you know, he's up there banging, and, and I think that'll come. But, uh you know, we got a, a number of players in our lineup. Our our middle infield. We've had a major. We had a major injury right before the night before we left for Baylor. Our start third baseman, the leadoff hitter, uh, snapped his ankle. It's just oh, a walkthrough man. practice, really, and that has kind of put our infield in flux. So you'll see a lot of different personnel in a lot of different spots. It's kind of the trickle down effect. Um, so we'll put some new faces in some new spots. So I think that's part of the reason why offensively we've seen some guys that have played a lot that maybe haven't really. I've uh, been jump-started in the box just yet with the numbers uh, because, you know, they're trying to figure out how to play a new position defensively. But, um, you know, the Austin Mazel in field is a, is a junior returner, an all-conference player, and, and he's been swinging the bat really well from the left side. So we'll see where we're at. I mean, again, like I said, it's information-gathering stage. And, um, you know, I, I like I like our guys. I like our team. They're still competitive. They compete their tails off. Um, and they're still, you know, they're still – Angry and upset when the scoreboard's not tilted in their favor, and that's I think a sign of you know a hungry team that's that's still pretty young with 23 freshmen and sophomores, but understand the importance of that scoreboard lit up in the outfield. Is your rotation set, or are you just kind of plugging some guys and in, in that, like you said, that information gathering stage? No, we're we're gonna have um, Pat McGowan will start uh, tomorrow night, and uh, game two is Liam Zavorak, a sophomore, and then game three will be. Um, to be determined based upon where we're at from a bullpen standpoint. So, like I said, even on the pitching staff, we've we've shuffled the deck a little bit uh, on the bump. And um, the McGowan kid, though, is a senior, and he's been, you know, steadfast, had a really good summer last year down in the Cape League. And Declan Cronin's been, you know, a vital piece to our pitching puzzle. Uh, he had a really good summer in the Cape as well. Um, you'll see him more out of the bullpen this weekend than as a starter. Uh, we're kind of kind of morphing back into where he was and had his most success uh, in summer ball. So he'll be, you know, I don't want to say relegated to the bullpen, but it's a necessity for us and a need. If you look at our games, we've had leads in. If we play ten to twelve games, we've had leads in, you know, eighty percent of those games. Uh, so we're going to have to again firm up our bullpen and, and see if we can uh, get a little more consistency out of that. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Look forward to watching your Crusaders in action this weekend against Southern Miss. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. That's uh, Holy Cross head coach Greg Desenzo as his Crusaders getting ready to take on the Golden Eagles in baseball. We'll be back, talk some track with Stephanie Ledgerwood right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
I want to thank Holy Cross head baseball coach Greg DeCenzo for joining us. And if you missed the first segment, his Crusaders already in Hattiesburg coming up from Baton Rouge last night uh, as they uh, took on uh, the LSU Tigers and getting ready to uh, take on our Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but located everywhere uh, on line at campusbookmark.net be sure if you need something southern miss they have it in all shapes and sizes even stuff to fit kelly john Sanders. so uh the campus bookmark is the place to go for everything you need to cheer on the black and gold and they are the proud sponsor of the second segment of the eagle hour softball unable to play last night uh because uh the field kind of like what we've been experiencing with the pete last couple weekends uh and so that that game with southeastern louisiana um, was canceled lady eagles on the road tonight up at charlotte and they're uh, just really been playing well shante hales megan brown that game is at 6 p.m of course you can uh, download the southern miss uh, game day app and john cox will be calling it on that exciting weekend coming up for track and field as four golden eagles get ready for the ncaa indoor championship uh, starting tomorrow over in birmingham and it's kind of been track week for us also just that we had uh, coach stewart on last week and we all always love to talk to these former uh, track athletes because as a former football player I never went through any of it they went through here to talk some distance today Stephanie Ledgerwood was a distance runner for the Golden Eagles from 2009 to 2012 and she joins us now Stephanie what's up hey how are you doing great thank you so much for for joining us today um we what jumped out to me apart from the thousands and thousands and thousands of meters that you ran in your career as a Golden Eagle. Um, mine was probably in the hundreds. Yours was in the thousands. You are from Yuma, Arizona. And so instantly when I think of Yuma, Arizona, westerns come to mind. How in the world did you get from the Wild West to South Mississippi? <laughs> um, uh, first, uh, thank you for uh, having me on. And uh, I went on a recruiting trip to Southern Miss and saw how beautiful everything was. I really enjoyed the team and the atmosphere and just felt like it was a really good fit. I uh, missed pine trees, so I wanted to get away from cacti. (laughs) Had you ever been to Mississippi before? Uh, No, I had not. I've uh, grown up kind of everywhere as a marine brat, and so I have lived on the East Coast uh, previous to going to Southern Miss, so I kind of miss seeing the trees and the beautiful trails and everything that's in the Southern Mississippi area. Yeah, we've got them here, and you got to know them running cross-country and distance. Before we get into that, um, had you ever heard anything about Southern Miss, and and specifically, what was it about? We, we hear a lot of people say that, Stephanie, about they get here, and it's a beautiful place, family atmosphere. Um, what what specifically about Southern Miss really drew you? Um, I think in kind of an odd way, it just had that uh... – have a great student athlete feel. You go everywhere in the town and you see all the support from local businesses and, um, <clears throat> and other uh, locals that they could, you could definitely tell they were all behind uh, the university. So I really like that aspect. It just had a, not a too big of a place. So it had that nice feel of, of you know, just kind of coming home as weird as that sounds. Yeah. No, it's great that we, we hear that from so many people, and uh, it just it speaks really well to the university. All right, you were a distance runner, and when I mean distance, you ran cross-country, you ran the 1,500-meter, the 3,000-meter, the 5,000-meter, indoor and outdoor, and the 10,000-meter. 
Uh, that's a lot of running, Stephanie. <laughs> yes, it definitely was. Start to feel a little bit like a hamster doing that many loops around the track. <laughs> it sure does. What uh, did, did you do that in, in high school? Were, were you did you do more events? How did you specialize in cross country and distance? Um, well, uh, most uh, long distance runners, I like to think, have pretty much you know wanted to be sprinters or jumpers or anything else, and kind of tried those out, and then realized they're a little bit too slow. But if you just kept putting some pavement or some trail in front of them, that they could eventually beat other people. So. I think that's kind of how uh, it all started in uh, high school, just realizing that this was more of my niche and uh, really began to love the idea of the uh, solidarity of long runs and kind of uh, a nice uh, peaceful quiet that you get when you're not running trails or uh, long runs. So I kind of started in high school and then uh, just blossomed from there. I mean, you talk about blossoming. You came in as a freshman. You won the Golden Eagle Classic in the 5,000. You were second in the 10,000 at the Alabama Relays. How cool was that to come in as a freshman and really compete extremely well against other D1 athletes? It definitely was uh, eye-opening. Just uh, the world definitely becomes a a bigger place when you go from high school athletics into college athletics, especially at the D1 level. So. Um, it was a eye-opening and definitely very humbling to see that, but each time just trying to keep your eyes focused on knowing that there's more people you want to beat, even if you're first, and then also trying to beat yourself and your time, especially in track events. So, What, what is it about, uh, and, and put us in the, in the mind here of uh, especially the championships. You competed in the Conference USA Championships while you were here. Uh, we've got some guys that just, some ladies and guys that just competed. Some of them are going to uh, to the indoor championships now what, is is there pressure on you when you face those championships were you one of those athletes that that you know the pressure pushed you to do better or were you just kind of relaxed and the pressure didn't get to you um i like to believe that i uh, uh thrived in it i definitely enjoyed having new opponents and um people that i knew as you were advancing from conference to um my senior year out in track outdoor track i was able to go to um the regional um, NCAA um, meet. So each time when you're going up a level, you get uh, new new opponents and uh, really getting to see the the best that's out there. And so I always kind of looked at it as a challenge and getting to test myself in new levels against um, even better people and seeing where I stood stood up. So uh, I really enjoyed the competition that way. Couple questions about these different events. What was the hardest distance event for you, and why? Um, oddly enough, it was probably the mile. Um, the 10K was uh, just kind of seemed like something that you could zone in and um, just kind of keep your eye on the prize and hit some splits. But um, the mile is a very uh, strategic event. Sometimes not even the fastest runner wins as weird as that sounds if you you know start off too slow or too fast. So um, it's both a combination of your training and also playing the field. Um, so both of those aspects together were a little more difficult for me, but um, always a, a fun opportunity when you got to race a mile, just having such a, to me, short event that was fast and also invite, involved some mental games. So I really enjoyed the challenges of the mile. I want our listeners to, to understand this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie broke a, uh, she ran a, a sub five mile. Her personal best was 458. You remember when you when you did that? I think it was in, in, in the indoor, Stephanie, but that, that's, that's crazy impressive to run a sub five mile. Thank you. What was the – we talked about the hardest. Um, You you mentioned how you can just kind of lock in 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 the 10,000. 
Um, was that maybe the easiest for you, or, or at least the easiest mentally for you? Um, it, it was probably the simplest, I should uh, rephrase, but um, I'm definitely more of a uh, longer-distance 5K and 10K runner than um, a miler, and it showed when I um, was just uh, more uh, competitive at the 5 and 10K against some of the nation's best athletes versus the uh, mile, not so much, um, <laughs> but like to think I could hold my own on, on most of the meets. Um, but I think it was just something about the uh, simplicity and just kind of doing some uh, math in your head, just slowly biding your time in the 10K. It's, uh, it's definitely more of a, a slow burn of a race rather than the mile that you're kind of uh, battling through against yourself and uh, your body almost the entire time versus the 10K. You can settle in, and it just kind of slowly creeps up on you. And when you did these, especially at the, the you know the meets and uh, the, the indoor championships, whether it's NCAA or CUSA, are you running multiple races like this, uh, like per day, or do they space them out between the two days? Um, it really depended on the meet, and then sometimes, um, especially in the later years, we would um, do some events as kind of a uh, um, we would do like a main event and then do an additional event afterwards, is just to get some more um, miles in to get some more work in. So if we're focusing maybe on the 3K, we would do a 3K and race it, and then maybe a couple hours or maybe the next day do something like the mile. Um, that would really wear you out, but it just depended on where we were training-wise. We weren't able to do that too often, but um, it definitely was a, a new challenge having to expend yourself fully for your race and then afterwards come back You know, later that afternoon or the next day for an additional event that – you gotta, gotta muster up everything you have once again to to do well in that second event and just leave it all on the track. Lady Eagles uh, won the conference USA uh, track and field championship last year. Uh, what do you feel? You know, you were one of those that laid the foundation for uh, the success that we're seeing in this program. How does that make you feel? Uh, definitely um, feels great. I know my later years we had a, a coach on Drossic and. Um, he definitely helped build up our, our distance program and kind of open all of our eyes of uh, setting our limits on ourselves and kind of exceeding and breaking through those and uh, really laying a foundation for um, a great women's team. So hopefully uh, seeing more and more to come and continue to proudly wear my Southern Miss uh, shirt. That's right. Well, uh, right before we uh, the wrap up, our listeners always like to hear what, what you're doing now. Where are you and what are you doing? Um, I'm in the uh, D.C. area, and I'm a DNA analyst. So uh, all the CSI shows that you've probably seen, not a, not necessarily as glamorous as that, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, my field and uh, a lot of science, a lot of lab work and report writing, but uh, absolutely love it. That's great. Well, Stephanie, thanks for your time today. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for um, what you did at Southern Miss. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Stephanie Ledgerwood, former distance runner for Southern Miss Track. Now a DNA analyst. That sounds really, really fun. Hey, we're going to talk to the professor when we get back. Southern Miss defeats Old Dominion last night. We'll talk about it right after this on the Eagle Hour. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Third segment of Eagle Hour brought to us today by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just in sight of The Rock. Check out their Blue Plate lunch specials. Man, I got a Philly cheesesteak last week, and it was fine. What was the name of the burger you got, Michael? Just 4th Street Burger. Which I've been thinking about ever since last Friday. <laughs> onion, I got onion rings and 
Uh, man, it was it was really good. Good atmosphere. And the home of the 1987 NIT signed poster with the Casey Fisher look of death. That's at 4th Street Barn Grill. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, Patrick McGee joins us as he does every Thursday down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. He writes for the Bluxy Sun-Herald. Professor, how about them Eagles? Basketball last night upsets Old Dominion on the road, and I know you tweeted about it about 100 times. That was a pretty impressive win. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, – you kind of expected Southern Miss to pull off a win like that in conference play at some point on the road, and uh, they finally got to Old Dominion. I, they, Southern Miss had a – you know, really both times they played Western Kentucky, if the ball bounces their way a, a time or two, they could have won those games as well. So uh, it's a good sign for Southern Miss that they're able to pick up a win like this uh, late in the conference slate. That means they're kind of uh, getting their legs under them. I really thought the last two games they lost was really kind of a result of bad luck, especially the game against UAB uh, where the guy hits a three-point, banks a three-pointer uh, uh, to tie it up at the end of regulation and send that game to overtime, which Southern Miss loses. So uh, for Southern Miss to beat Old Dominion, I think, which has been consistently the uh, best team in Conference USA this year. Obviously, they clinched the uh, conference title last week. So uh, for Southern Miss to take down the conference champ on its home court, that's a really good sign going in the conference tournament play. You know, it was kind of interesting. We were we should have won the UAB game and had a really good chance to win the Western Kentucky game. Both of those games were Western Kentucky and UAB beating us from the outside, really behind the arc. Southern Miss played really good defense. Bassey didn't do much for Western Kentucky, and we gave up late in the UAB game, gave up the baseline a few times. But those were both games that you just kind of had to tip your hat to the Blazers and, and the Hilltoppers and just say, well, you know, if you're going to make it behind the arc, you know, 11 or 12 times, Times, um, you know that's uh, that's just uh, you know, congrats to you. But like right. last night, Old Dominion, I think is is more of a team that that is you know uh, in the lane and stuff. And mm-hmm. Eagles really showed that defense. Uh, I think Old Dominion only made seven threes last night, and and even though the Eagles didn't shoot that well in the second half, they were able to pull it out. Yeah, I mean Old Dominion, they've got you know a true blue seven. You know, I think they've got a couple of seven footers. Uh, that they work in there in the paint, and and they've got some really big athletic guards, and just really a lot of experience. Uh, uh, in Southern Miss, you know, obviously had the better backcourt play uh, last night. Uh, Southern Miss was not perfect. You know, they didn't hit the sixty point mark, uh, but overall they played good defense. And and kind of Old Dominion, they were a little cold shooting the ball. I mean, that did play into it somewhat. Uh, but uh, Old Dominion's used to playing these low scoring ball games and usually uh, pulling those out. So. Uh, for Southern Miss to go up against probably the biggest team in the conference and win that is a is a good sign for a Southern Miss team that usually plays with a small uh, uh, group of five on the court. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that have to be encouraging in the fact that Doc Sadler's just got these guys going in the right direction at the right time. Is there any scenario where he is not the Conference USA Coach of the Year? Yeah, I, mean, I think Jeff Jones, the Old Dominion coach, is going to be a strong candidate. Uh, I, I don't think anybody else would beat Sadler. Uh, but at this point, I mean, if I had a vote, which I don't, I would vote for Sadler just because I think he's deserving. Uh, but Jeff Jones is, you know, he's going to have somewhat of a sympathetic vote as well because he's uh, dealt with prostate cancer this season. And, and to, to do the job he's done with that team, I, I think he is certainly deserving as a candidate. But I think Sadler is right there with him. Uh, and for Sadler to go there and beat Old Dominion in Norfolk at this point in the season, I think that really bolsters Doc's case. If they had lost uh, last night, I would say – 
Sadler's probably you know just on the outside looking in, but right now I think it's fifty fifty that he's probably the coach of the year. Ladavius Drain. Um, I don't know if Conference USA. I can't remember whether or not they give a a bench player of the year or you know. But but if if there is a sixth man of the year award, Ladavius mm-hmm. Drain wins it hands down. Eighteen points last night. He's still shooting right at. I think it's like 47, 48% from three-point mm-hmm. land. He's been unconscious behind the three-point line. That's really the key piece off the bench, him and Harper Baker, especially with the rebounding, that has made this team completely different. Yeah, I mean, Drain is, has got a tra- chance to really put together a special Southern Miss career. I think he's got a chance to break some records. I know Bernard has let him. I forget how many three-pointers he hit in his uh, entire career. I know he hit a bunch, but... Uh, Drain is going to be tasting a lot of these marks in the record book. I mean, he he just looks the part. He's all you know from all accounts. He's a great guy and and puts in that work work ethic. He's a good locker room guy. I mean, he's he's somebody that you know Southern Miss just doesn't always get. I mean, he looks the part. You know, he's six four, six five, good athlete. Just has a great stroke. I mean, everything he puts up, you think you're almost surprised it doesn't go in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Drain is a difference maker. They don't win that ball game last night. I don't think if he doesn't shoot it, because I think the rest of the team may be combined for one or two three pointers and hit four. Uh, so as long as he's shooting the rock, uh, that really opens things up for Southern Miss. The rest of the guys in the Southern Miss lineup are kind of streaky three point shooters. And I think Griffin's fairly consistent, uh, but say Cortez and and Kevin Holland's really got a good look. But uh, Drain at six four six five, he can kind of shoot over guys. Uh, he doesn't have to create his own looks at times. So. Uh, Drain right now, I mean, he's he's really good. I mean, if you've got Cortez Edwards, Tyree Griffin, and, and uh, Drain playing their best basketball going in uh, to the conference tournament, that that gives Southern Miss, you know, arguably the best backcourt in all of Conference USA. If those three guys are playing the best, it's I think if if Southern Miss is going to win this conference tournament, you need a little bit more production out of Harper Baker, who did a good job on the boards, but he's got to be able to score some and also get Tim Rowe, you know, involved. So. Just as long as Southern Miss can have a balanced effort across the board, Southern Miss has got a chance to win that conference tournament. Tyree Griffin, one of the most underrated um, point guards in Southern Miss history. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think of Neil Watson and some other guys that have held that uh, position. Uh, but yeah, Tyree Griffin, I don't think anybody's ever had a better better handle on the offense and on the team. He he just has such a good read for his teammates in finding guys open. Uh, that you you know you don't necessarily see with you know all that easily. Uh, I, I really like Tyler Griffin. Uh, he's not always perfect. He'll miss his free throws here or there, and it, you know make a mistake. Turned it over six times, but overall it was really a great performance from him last night across the board. He's uh, to me he's one of the best point guards Southern Miss has ever had, just from the standpoint of being just a, a true point guard and the guy that can impact every aspect of the game. And, you know, on defense as well, he's strong there too. You know, when they sealed it last night, when he uh, he went to the baseline and went under, and I don't know how he saw Cortez coming in, right. but that was that just kind of summarizes, you know, what, what he does. All right, one more question about um, basketball. So Southern Miss ten and seven right now, and shows you the parity um, of this league. Uh, last night with Southern Miss upsetting Old Dominion, UTSA beats Western Kentucky. You know, and and so now the Eagles got to take on the Roadrunners uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, Old Dominion playing UAB. You would think Old Dominion would win that. What is the scenario for Southern Miss to clinch the bye? Or I guess what's the scenario where Southern Miss wouldn't clinch a bye and they would finish fifth in Tier 1? Yeah, the the only way that Southern Miss wouldn't have a bye is if they lose and then UAB wins. Uh, So it's one of those things to where if Southern Miss wins, they're in – 
you know, if or if they lose and Old Dominion beats UAB, Southern Miss would still get that by. So Southern Miss is in good spot, but UAB has played pretty well late in the season. This is a a game they'll be capable of winning over Old Dominion, but uh, Southern Miss, as long as they take care of business on Saturday, they're in. If if it's a situation where UAB and Southern Miss are tied for that fourth spot, UAB would get it, and I believe that's because they beat Western Kentucky. Uh, they both in that situation, both UAB and Southern Miss will have uh, split their series with U- with Old Dominion this year, and that would go down to the second place team. And Southern Miss has lost twice to Western Kentucky, and UAB has beaten Hilltoppers. So that's what would give UAB that that uh, first round bye for that that fourth spot if both teams are sitting there with, I think it's eight wins in the conference standings. We really want to encourage everybody to come out uh, to Reed Green on Saturday at 2 p.m. It's the seniors' last day, and you think about what Edwards and Griffin McGee have done, um, Holland, you know, what they've done. It, it, it's pretty impressive. All right, I've um, got a little over a minute left, Patrick. Let's talk a little baseball. Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, the, the game that never was on Saturday, uh, Gidry and Horde both have home runs, and then the Eagles – you know, you got worried last night in the top of the second. You go down 3-1. Beagles battle back, get four in the fourth, and uh, get eight to three. Uh, I guess Sunday and um, last night, you got to be feeling better about yourself going in facing Holy Cross. Yeah, I mean, it's you're, you're feeling a little bit better. But, you know, I, I guess looking at the lineup, nobody really kind of lit it up or swung the bat well. And I think Walner's starting to come around a little bit. And that's, that's a positive sign because you just need that five or six hole to really kind of uh, show some improvement. I think Walner is. I think Barry had no choice but to move Walner into the three hole so Slater can hit behind him. So, I think the lineup is kind of coming into focus uh, right now. Your kind of concern is to make sure Stevie Powers and Walker Powell and those guys are healthy going into this weekend. This is a weekend that they should handle a Holy Cross team, uh, but obviously, you know, Gonzaga put it to them last week in Hattiesburg, so nothing's guaranteed. Uh, this is a crucial weekend for Southern Miss to just kind of uh, get some confidence and get their swagger back. Sure, you beat Southern, but uh, if you want to, you know, get things rolling, you need to win this series, and, and really, you need a sweep. Yeah, you do. It was good to see Blaylock have the bullpen last night. Maybe he can swing the bat yeah. a little this weekend. Maybe so. That would that would be a definite boost. It would. Patrick, thanks for your time, man. We'll see you at the Pete. All right. Later, guys. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun-Herald. Golden Eagles uh, will play Holy Cross tomorrow and give you that schedule when we get back right after this on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, and online at cartersjewelry.com. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour, and they show that by offering you the SMTTT line. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens. Uh, Bob out today, but we are live from the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. First Bank has served the financial needs of Southwest Mississippi since 1895. In today's banking environment, the number of community banks has been greatly reduced. First Bank strongly believes that community banks are vitally important 
to you and the economic growth of your community. They will always strive to meet you, the customers, your expectation and the need of your community. First Bank, proud sponsor of the studio uh, of the Eagle Hour, producing every day in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Couple things you need to know about. I want to bring you uh, the Conference USA men's basketball standings after that great win for Doc Sadler and and the uh, the Eagles last night up in at Old Dominion. Old Dominion still in first place. They've clinched the regular season of Conference USA, but they're thirteen and four. UTSA in second place. 11 and 6. Golden Eagles will take on the Roadrunners Saturday at 2 p.m. Western Kentucky in third place, 11 and 7. Southern Miss in fourth place, 10 and 7. And UAB, 9 and 8. So, uh, just to recap what's got to happen and, and what's going on, the reason that these tiers have been split now. The top tier, four out of the five teams in the top tier will get a bye in the first round of the Conference USA basketball tournament southern miss needs to be or really wants to be in that top four and what's going to happen if the golden eagles win um or if old dominion wins on saturday southern miss would get a bye let's just go ahead and take care of it and uh, we need you to come out to uh, to reed green it's senior day uh a lot's on the line as far as the conference usa tournament come and support these seniors that have done so much to help rebuild uh, the basketball program and and uh, to talk a little more about that doc sadler uh, just confirmed doc sadler is going to be on the show tomorrow uh excited about that to hear him talk about this team and man this big win that they got um last night so uh be sure to, to tune in tomorrow because doc's uh, going to be on the show uh, Lady Eagles again uh, up on the road tonight at Charlotte at uh, 6 p.m. Lady Eagles uh, have have been playing really good lately, tied for uh, I believe fourth place in Conference USA, tied with Old Dominion and Marshall at nine and six. Charlotte right behind them, eight and seven. So Coach Joy Lee McNellis and her Lady Eagles, led by Shante Hales, uh, will be up there taking on the Lady 49ers um, tonight. Uh, a change, and this is just uh, coming out uh, confirmed um, by people in the athletic uh, administration. Um, Originally, we were going to play, of course, a Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday three-game series with uh, Holy Cross, Um, but now there is a doubleheader tomorrow starting at 2 p.m., so you will probably see that coming out on Twitter, uh, maybe some some social media and from the university. Uh, Tomorrow's uh, games, there will be a doubleheader because of the iffiness of of the uh, Saturday forecast. Saturday, it will be determined. Uh, Saturday's schedule will be determined tomorrow, so um, looks like we could play Saturday or they could play game three Sunday. But as far as we know now, it's been confirmed tomorrow there will be two games against the Holy Cross Crusaders beginning at 2 p.m. So go ahead and take off at lunch, come out to the Pete, and uh, let's see the Eagles get win number six and win number seven of the season. I was talking to Patrick a little earlier, and it was it's really important. Last night I was listening to uh, uh, the ninth inning, just got in from uh, from church, and really cool to hear Brent Blaylock coming in. And if you didn't know much about Blaylock, uh, he, he hit around 380 last year uh, for Northwest Community College. He was also a pitcher, and he was one of those guys that they were looking to to uh, do some dual work this year, like Matt Walner. And 
he was bitten by the injury injury bug just like it's bit several members of this uh, 2019 Golden Eagle squad and Blaylock came in last night first pitch was 91 and, and he looked really good last night and so maybe with him being able to pitch as I as Patrick and I mentioned there at the end of of Patrick's segment uh, hopefully Blaylock can get back in there I'll tell you what the emergence in the last two games three games of Eric Horde's bat is going to be huge if Horde can continue to produce and uh, you know if if Horde can produce or Blaylock gets back in there you may see Walner shift back um, to the uh, cleanup position where where he's been uh, and other Southern Miss news Jamie Collins former Southern Miss great linebacker who was with the Patriots and now uh, with the Browns actually cut yesterday by the Browns so won't really get to uh, to spend much time with Todd Munkin and Jamie Collins uh, one of the best athletes in the, the National Football League you can uh, expect him to to uh, find somewhere new and then uh, sources out and about in the ether are reporting um, that Chris Buckner is going to be the Golden Eagles' new running back coach. And that sources, uh, trustworthy sources, are, are telling us that he would be at, uh, coming from Arkansas State, where new offensive coordinator Buster Faulkner has been the last three years. Weatherman Michael Mergens, producer Michael Mergens, all-around utility player Michael Mergens, your, your thoughts on Saturday? The heavy rain look like looks like it's going to be late, actually into Sunday morning right now. 40% chance of rain during the day, but looks like they keep pushing it off. So watch, it's going to be one of these gorgeous days on Saturday with <laughs> sunshine and everything else. But definitely any heavy stuff, I know this, the weather they're concerned about, it's going to be late into the night. Well, that's good news. Two baseball games tomorrow starting at 2. Hey, you want to listen to us tomorrow, um, Doc Sadler's going to be on, and we will, uh, again, preview the Holy Cross Baseball Series. Until tomorrow, when Bob will be back, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.